Good morning out there on this cloudy, classically spring Seattle morning. This is the Sustainability Sessions, and I am your host, Rebecca Sayer. This is part of Lift Your Spirits Radio. And I am on air today with my friend and colleague in protecting Puget Sound, David Berger, Executive Director of Stewardship Partners. How are you, David? I'm doing well. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to glad to connect with you and talk about what you've been up to. Uh, you have a new initiative uh, that we're going to talk about a little bit, uh, giving people access to resources to green up uh, your little corner of the planet uh, called rainchangers.org. But uh, you've been working on issues relating to protecting water quality and salmon recovery for a long time. In fact, you and my family kind of go way back on that. Um, we were talking the other day, for those out there listening, that both David and I logged a lot of time as kids in the San Juans. Uh, we were very fortunate to spend some time um, myself on Sinclair Island and David, you on Shaw Island, right? That's right, yeah. And when you when we talk about the San Juan Islands, I think of uh, the Salish people and just want to recognize that right. I'm coming to you from my office down in Pioneer Square which is the traditional lands of the Muckleshoot tribe. Yep. And we are all, we are all coming to you from um, uh, the lands of the Salish people here in uh, the Seattle area. So thank you very much for giving us that grounding and that sense of place. Um, and yeah, so um, you have been working with stewardship partners for how long now? I believe I just celebrated my 21 year anniversary here. Wow. Well, congratulations. This month. So, yeah, a long time. And I've been here um, because it's it's a great job, and um, I'm not, I never get bored, and everything's changing all the time and responding to different environmental issues and uh, tackling them in fun and creative ways, as you know, working with me for, for years. But um, <laughs> kind of going back to uh, the San Juan Islands, I want to get back there because – you know, I love that place. I know you love that place. And, um, you know, growing up, uh, um, going up there every summer, playing in the tide pools, um, lucky enough that my grandparents who taught at the UW um, were sailors and found this amazing place on Shaw Island. And really, that was kind of just gave me my love for the marine environment and for the Northwest. And my grandfather taking me out on his boat to the sailboat in the bay and pointing out towards the water and saying, do you see that? And it was, it was a pot of orcas breaching um, out there. And that was that moment um, where I was like, wow, this is what a magical place and uh, never take it for granted. And uh, we all live in a real special place here in the Northwest. Yeah, we do. And, um, and, I, I totally um, relate to that experience when you realize, you know, again, as a kid, uh, for me, it's it's funny. The, the correlation is that I spent so much time, um, my parents had a, a, a little piece of uh, property out on Sinclair Island, and we would wade back and forth across the sandbar to get in and out. And as a little kid, um, I was so small, and sometimes the water was kind of deep, and I was very close to the eelgrass, and there's just all the creatures that were running around in there i sort of felt you know i just got that intimate experience of, of what a little nursery that was and that has always influenced me um and how important those those near shore habitats are for all the big creatures that live out in the deep water and how it's connected to the land and how we're, we're pretty much all just one system and uh, so that certainly influenced um my work and the trajectory of my career um, doing real estate now, but doing that with a green focus because I really believe we, we all have to figure out how to live here one way or the other. And we all need to figure out how to live together. And one of the things that I appreciate um, and appreciated you know, with my time with uh, working at Stewardship Partners is the, the place where you all land is how do we get people involved in practical, tangible things in our day-to-day -day busy lives? We all got stuff going on. Pretty much, you know, everybody cares about the environment, but how do you do something that's feasible, that's doable, that you can afford, that you have time to do. And so um, Stewardship Partners has a number of really great programs from habitat restoration, volunteer opportunities, um, 
to uh, opportunities to work uh, support food grown by farmers who use uh, sustainable and environmentally um, responsible practices um, and a number of other things. But you you have a new initiative that you are launching this month. Yeah, Correct? we are we are we're that. launching we're launching uh, the neighbors campaign, which is um, about changing the rain. It's about um, connecting people uh, to uh, uh, their property, um, to their place, understanding where their downspout goes. Um, you know, as a homeowner, lucky enough to have, be a homeowner here in Seattle, and um, I realized, you know, when I got started in this, that this was not part of the conversation of the mm -hmm. environment. It was about getting cows out of the river and fencing the cows out and planting a buffer. Um, that was what it was about. So this is this has really been a big shift over the last you know 20 years, uh, 15 years into this green infrastructure um, work, which is green infrastructure for those listeners that don't know. It's uh, rain gardens, cisterns, green infrastructure. It's basically how we take rain um, and clean it on site so that our properties act as forests, right? And that a rain garden is something that uh, is basically a garden in your yard, a depression uh, that acts as a giant Brita filter, cleaning that water from mm -hmm. your downspout, from your roof, all these hard surfaces that carry these pollutants. And uh, when I was looking through my yard, I realized my downspout was, you know, one of them was going down into my basement. I was getting water in my basement, which is not a, a good thing for your health. Um, and then also I was having water. <laughs> What's that? I said, as a real estate agent, uh, it's not good for your pocketbook either. <laughs> That's correct. But it's expensive. Uh, and then also my water bill, understanding that my water bill was, was so expensive in the summer when you started watering your garden um, or in the spring uh, and putting a cistern in um, really helped cut down on, on my water bill. Uh, so the, so we've been working on, on green infrastructure for, for, you know, past 10, 15 years. Um, and maybe we could talk about it a little bit later, but I think just to get back to your question about our, our latest campaign, uh, the rain changers campaign, uh, it, it's really exciting because what it is that people don't realize, um, there are many rebates that are, uh, available. There's money available for people to install rain gardens. And this is specifically uh, to, in, in the Puget Sound areas where you're really focused with your work. Uh, yeah, our work our work is focused uh, across Puget Sound. That's kind of our, our real focus, but our mission is across Washington State. Um, and uh, so we do, we put on a, the Green Infrastructure Summit where we bring all kinds of people together, thought leaders, to talk about solutions around green infrastructure and really uh, moving that bar and helping us reach the goal of one of our campaigns, which is the 12,000 rain garden campaign. Um, and uh, our, our work is really focused on connecting people with solutions. So this is one of them. I, people mm -hmm. can get rebates back for, for um, uh, as I said, cisterns, rain gardens, help dry out their basements, help save money uh, on their water bill. And so this campaign at uh, rainchangers.org is basically, it's, it's an outreach effort to help people become aware of things that are already available, monies and resources and classes and knowledge to help make these things doable, practical. Right, right. So <clears throat> we received a $15,000 grant from uh, King County uh, to help promote RainWise. And um, we're lucky enough to have- um, RainWise uh, is, a, is a program offered by both the city of Seattle and King County. Thank you. Yes. And it's been around and it was created because uh, stormwater and sewage was being combined and uh, it was uh, inundating the treatment plant during heavy storms and it would overflow right into Elliott Bay and was a major, it still is, still happens. And uh, so the RainWise program was created to help to disconnect those two lines. The, mm -hmm. the sewer and the stormwater. So we disconnect the stormwater and we get the stormwater to go to infiltrate into your yard or you slow it down by putting it into a cistern. Basically, how so we, that, have these old, we have these old systems in our city and our county that are overloaded. So we have to do, think of new innovative ways. And it's so interesting to me that the innovations that we're employing now and we're learning are, are pretty much just bringing nature back into the system. 
all the places that have been paved over and hardened, we're just bringing that green back into the gray. And that's what these rain gardens are. It's like, they're really innovative, but they're, they're just nature. You know, and they're thing. beautiful. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they attract, you know, butterflies and birds um, and they improve your property value and your neighbors see it. And they're like, how'd you get that? And they're like, look at my sign. And it says, go to rainchangers.org and you can mm -hmm. find out all about it. Uh, so yeah, people go to rainchangers.org, uh, the website, the landing page. And right there, you can just, you click, uh, if you live within C the city of Seattle, you click on that link. If you're in King County, you click on another link uh, and you just enter your address. So you go to the right. website, simply enter your address and it'll let you know. It, it says you're eligible for a RainWise rebate up mm -hmm. to, you know, almost $5,000, $4,500. But if you're outside of it, then you, you're, you have access to two other programs that Stewardship Partners created because um, there was a gap. You know, not everybody is, is, is in with, within RainWise. So uh, mm -hmm. there's the Green Stormwater Infra Infrastructure Mini Grants. So then you just click on that, takes you to the Stewardship Partners 12,000 Rain Garden page. And um, those mini grants provide up to $1,500 for landowners uh, within the King County Wastewater Treatment Division service area. Um, and those are up to $4,500 um, for income limited landowners. Uh, and then there's, there's $1,500, as I said, for um, most people. So. Um, I've had a lot of friends that have, have uh, utilized that already. So there's, there is a tool for everybody to get involved. And there's and, also an uh, access grant, right? For folks who don't have the money to necessarily front some of this stuff, right? Right. That's right. For people that don't, that don't have the cash flow that, that uh, really working with underserved communities, limited income, uh, we created the access grant to provide an additional thousand dollars to help people kind of get over the hump. Uh, to be able to to uh, get the rebate and install the rain garden or the cistern. Because rebates are great, but you got to put the money out first before you get, get it rebated. So this is a good way to make sure that right. people can cover their expenses, get to yeah. your family, yeah. got to take care of things, and still and do part to take care of the environment. Exactly. So people go to go there, you find out if you're eligible, and then you can pick a, a contractor, a certified contractor, mm -hmm. um, and that is on the website as well. Uh, the links are there. And they'll come out to your property and determine where the best place is to put a rain garden um, and or cistern. Uh, and then they can do a lot of the paperwork for you as well. So um, there's there we've got, you know, at least 100 of them in the area to work with. Uh, and uh, they're all great people, and um, I really encourage people to get out there and uh, join the movement. Help, cool. help, you know, protect orcas and salmon, and you know, and this you is got... this is. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, you go ahead. I cut you out there. <laughs> well, I was just saying, I, I I like to talk about the solution first, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in our projects, um, and then kind of get to the problem. <laughs> Uh, and it's kind of staring us all in the face, and we've kind of seen it in the news uh, with adult salmon dying uh, in spawning streams in the Seattle area. And uh, the research and studies that have just come out recently from WSU uh, Stormwater Center uh, show directly point to tire dust uh, as the main culprit. Uh, and they've done these studies uh, where you take water coming off of 520. Uh, and you put it in, um, you put it through a rain garden and you collect that water. And then you also have the water that you would put through the rain garden and you put one in a tote with adult salmon. And the other one that has the treated water that went through a rain garden into the tote with the adult salmon. And I'm sure you can guess what happens with, with the salmon. The one with the filtered water that's gone through a rain garden are alive and doing well. The ones that are getting that, that, that polluted toxic runoff from uh, 520 are dying. Um, and uh, so we know what works, mm -hmm. right? And we know what the solution oil. is. Yeah. And we do not want to have our, our beloved salmon dying in our city if we know what we can do. And, and, the, and this is not a silver bullet to fix everything, but it's certainly a very important thing that we should all be doing 
Um, so yeah, when rainfall when rain falls in the Northwest, we love our rain. We're known for it, right? We're also known for our salmon um, and our coffee, of course. Um, so when it falls, right, it it lands on a roof that could have tire dust. It tends, depends where it is. It can have pollutants on it. It lands on a sidewalk. It lands on a street, and it collects tire dust. It collects oil. It collects fertilizer. You know, all other types of pollutants. And where does it end up? It ends up in our local stream and into Puget Sound. Um, and and actually, polluted runoff from our neighborhoods is the number one source of pollution in Puget Sound. A lot of people don't know that. No. And so this is a the way effect. that individual homeowners, not the entirety of the solution, but this is a way through rainchangers.org, you can get resources to figure out how you can take part in not only protecting your home, but protecting the home for all of our neighbors, our orca, our salmon, our octopus, and various other cool, um, as we, uh, we're gonna go to break in a second and when we come back, I wanna dive in a little bit into this cool campaign that you developed that not only has some great characters telling the story, but you also have other real life people characters telling the story as well um, about how we can all get involved to help clean up Puget Sound. So with that, and just looking at the time here, um, this is the sustainability sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. Thank you all for tuning in on this classically gray Seattle morning. And we're talking to David Berger from Stewardship Partners. We'll be back in just a moment. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. In these changing times, it's the perfect opportunity to learn new techniques that can bring calm back into your being. If you are ready to love living life, read Marla Williams' new book, The Being Zone. It will become your guidebook for creating the life you always dreamed of. Learn more about her book and online training program at thebeingzone.com. I invite you to tune into Lift Your Spirits Radio on the first Friday of the month for Love Living Life with Marla Williams. Call in for free coaching advice that is guaranteed to lift your spirits. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's T-R-U health.com and schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet. Good morning out there. This is the Sustainability Sessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. We're part of Lift Your Spirits Radio. And today I'm talking to my buddy, David Berger. 
with Stewardship Partners. He has been working for the last 20 years uh, creating people-based solutions where people can get involved in uh, greening up our little corner of the earth, uh, making things a little more sustainable for all the creatures that uh, live here in uh, the beautiful Puget Sound, uh, connected to the Puget Sound Salish Sea. And um, we're talking talking about overall the work of what Stewardship Partners does and ways that people can get involved in protecting our region. But right now they have just launched a really exciting new campaign called Rain Changers. You can check that out at rainchangers.org uh, where they're just uh, promoting the, the many, many resources available through Seattle, the city of Seattle and King County and other counties in the area uh, to provide people money and education and uh, expertise to put together uh, green infrastructure projects. These are projects that I like to say bring green back into the gray of our cities and our, our suburbs uh, where we can have uh, clean, clean the rainwater that runs off our roadways and our roofs and uh, goes, uh, goes through these gardens and various systems and comes out cleaner on the other side, um, which makes life easier for our salmon and other critters who live in Puget Sound. And David, uh, tell us about this great Range Changers campaign. You just told us why it was so important for salmon recovery and water quality. But um, as, as usual, you, you put together a pretty cool team of partners to help tell this story. Who, who are the characters telling the story and who are the characters involved in creating the story? Oh, well, the characters, that's the fun part. We've, we have uh, an orca and we have an octopus and we have a salmon. And they're all cartoon-looking characters, and um, they we, we put together some radio ads um, with those characters, and um, we'll get to hear one in a minute. Uh, or actually, we have one at the end of the program as well. Um, so I can't wait for for the listeners to hear that. But you can go to rainchangers.org and you actually hear all the radio ads. Uh, but this all started. I think I, I mentioned it earlier um, that you know Stewardship Partners has has done a lot of kind of creative advertising in the past uh, but it's been a while since we've done it i feel like it's um and we, we just like having fun and we like connecting with community partners and and creating things um, and and you've got to try different innovative fresh new ideas to engage people mm -hmm. uh, because the messaging gets old people feel like oh i recycle i'm an environmentalist right um, and, and there's so much more people like to build once they start to learn what a rain garden is, you know, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know what a rain garden is. I, I, I find myself talking to somebody and they're like, I think they know what a rain garden is, but they don't. And for those uh, and so, just real quick, a rain garden is it's like a depressed planting bed where, David, you can talk about it more, but it filters. The water goes through, filters out, comes out clean on the other side. And then there's other there's other great technologies, too, that we were just talking about during the break that are helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Brain guard is very simple. I mean, it's it, every, people have gardens. This is just a garden that collects the water from your roof and other hard surfaces and cleans it with beautiful plants, organic soil, amended soil. Um, and it's a very simple, easy solution. And we have all the tools and resources for people to, to figure out how to do that and can answer questions. Phone rings off the hook. We're happy to talk to you anytime. But back to the uh, uh, Rain Changers campaign. So the, the campaign is the Neighbors campaign. And these are your, our neighbors. Our neighbors are the orca, the salmon, uh, the octopus, and many, many other creatures, right? And that they're actually right there in our yard. You know, one of our past campaigns was building a model of Puget Sound in somebody's front yard, uh, which was really fun. Uh, you know, we created little town, you know, the cities of, of Puget Sound, the islands of the, Sam, of, of, of the San Juan, Puget Sound throughout their hood canal. And then it, then we, we modified it into an actual rain garden that captured the water. Uh, and we've got a great video on that. But uh, the, this campaign, Neighbors Campaign, really, you know, in order to do this type of thing, first you got to start with some funding. We got that from King County, um, and we appreciate their support for this. And then we we really leverage that those dollars with our our partners and relationships that we've created um, um, over the last 22 years of this uh, organization. And one of those is um, uh, Northbound um, and uh, Sam Newcomb and their team, which they've done fantastic work. They've done other work for us. 
but they ended up doing pretty much all the writing, all the creative work, um, and were really a joy to work with. And they probably donated upwards of you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars of their time uh, because they care about this place and they they see the the work that we do and that it actually makes a difference. Um, the other partner is Merlino Media, and they take the small amount of dollars we have, and they, they're the kind of the magic of rubbing two nickels and creating a dollar. That's what they did. Um, so we purchased some advertising, and then they're able to leverage that and, and really extend that. Um, and then we got help from other folks to be the voices uh, for the radio ads. Um, Who'd you get? We got Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam. Nice. Who has uh, been a longtime supporter of the organization um, and a, a super nice guy and uh, really got excited about doing this um, and really fell right into his character. So uh, Stone is the neighbor for all of these ads. So we have an ad that's just Stone, and we have Stone playing the neighbor with these uh, creatures in his in his in his basement, <laughs> uh, which you'll hear a little bit later, uh, and uh, and then we got uh, uh, you know the the Sal the salmon. Uh, that voice is from Northbound, um, and we have Odin um, uh, Nikolai who who donated his time, and um, and then Monisa Brown who who uh, was Sal the salmon or was um, sorry Orca, uh, and she. Uh, is was the one professional voiceover person that we had and she's she's got a great bubbly voice and was fantastic so um so in addition to the voices and to those other two um businesses we also have the music factory mm -hmm. ari joshua who uh is a fantastic musician and actually was my um guitar teacher and um met him that way uh, and told him about what we were doing and he was delighted to help support us for this. So he basically converted his his uh, practice space or music space, music um, class space into a recording studio for for this. And he's a huge fan of Stone Gossard. So he's like, oh, my God, this is, this is a dream to have Stone Gossard come to my studio. And um, it's, uh, it's such uh, a classic local community effort to make this happen. So they go and in yeah. fact for all you out there in radio land. I think we've got uh, a short clip here of uh, Stone, Stone the Neighbor talking about this great campaign. Hey neighbor, it's Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam. I'm talking to you from my rain garden. If you wanna keep your basement dry and the sound clean, rain gardens are a beautiful way to help. See if your property qualifies for funding at rainchangers.org. Excellent, that's pretty exciting. And so this campaign, we're going to be able to see that there's rainchangers.org and you're just about to launch a big social media push on that, right, David? That's correct. Yeah. So the radio ads have been going, they started at the beginning of May and we saw uh, a lot of interest and activity um, and a lot of traffic coming through the, through the landing page. And they, they, that was kind of the first round of radio ads. And the second one is in June, the beginning okay. of June. Uh, and then, uh, then we have our, our print ads, which mm -hmm. uh, are coming out in different magazines and um, newspapers. We had an article in the Seattle Times, uh, which you can find on our website, which is, was fantastic. Um, where we have bus side ads that are uh, right now happening on buses. And then we it's have the puss and the salmon and the orca on bus sides throughout. Yes, all of them are on, on, yep, are on the bus side ads. Um, uh, and then billboards, we have the octopuses on a bunch of billboards right now. Cool. Which is really cool to see the this this uh, octopus with a rake and a shovel and, you know. <laughs> Do you have any idea where those are located right now, just in case anybody's driving around? Wants to uh, there's uh, there's <laughs> some in uh, South Seattle, uh, 4th Avenue South. Uh, there's uh, one on Lake City Way. Um, okay. And there's one on Greenwood Avenue, North. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I'm gonna right. go look at Greenwood Avenue North one today. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, it's exciting to see that kind of stuff that you've been working on. Um, and great. then, 
Yeah. And then we've got the social, so go ahead. I was just going to say, I just think that that's really exciting. And again, as, as we're, we're in such an interesting time right now for all of us, kind of the, the last, hopefully the last gaps of this COVID quarantine period where people are getting back out getting reconnected and getting engaged. This is just a great way for people to be connecting with community, getting involved. And uh, I think it's just, it's just a great time that you're launching this now. And I think people are like, how can I reconnect? Yeah. And yeah, I was just going to get back to the social media push that we're going to be doing. Uh, so the campaign goes through July, and um, we are going to be doing a lot of posts uh, related to, to the campaign. We've got a bunch of assets to to be able to utilize for that, and these characters are wonderful, cute, and people are going to want to share that. So I think that's a great way for people to get involved as well, is to share these posts and um, get this information out, right? We tried to make this fun and engaging uh, so that people will get involved. And um, so I hope that people see this uh, as an opportunity to do simple things like that. Just share share this on social media. Uh, we can if find you, that if, on Stewardship Partners Facebook page, and we can find that on Instagram. That, that's correct. Our Instagram and our Facebook page. Um, and you can find all that stuff at stewardshippartners.org uh, um, and go from there. So yeah, I mean, this is this is all about, you know, rain gardens and cisterns, preventing flooding, keeping your basement dry, protecting Puget Sound. Beautiful. Really... We about rain gardens. I think we got a good little visual of what that is, but I don't think, you know, people out there are like, what's a cistern? What does it do? How is it helpful? Yeah, well, I a lot of people probably heard about rain barrels. Mm -hmm. Rain barrels have been around for a long time, and um, it's kind of one of the first things I installed, and you got to make sure you put some some uh, non-chlorine bleach in there a little bit to make sure that it doesn't start stinking. That's important for sure. Um, and, you know, they're like 55 gallons um, and they water a little bit of your garden, uh, but they don't really they don't hold enough water. Right. Um, so something that's really grown over the last, I don't know, five years or probably more than that here in the Seattle area are cisterns. Right? What is a cistern? A cistern is just a large tank you know a rain barrel is a cistern but um up to 500,000 gallon you know um, um tank that holds your water and it could be buried underground and then a pump system tied to it so that it can water your whole irrigate your entire garden um it can be smaller on the five like you know 500 gallon it could be on the side of your house they come in different colors you can get mocha or you can get you know uh terra terracotta or you know black great, actually. yeah and, yeah and they've done a great job in the de design of it. so they're slim if you want them on the side of your house or they're you know there's just a lot of different opportunities um and, and uses for them and some of those smaller ones like a 500 or 250 500 you can actually put a pump inside it and with a little switch and and you can you can actually have the pressure so you can put it on a sprinkler or you could um, you know water your garden a little easier. Myself, I just have it um, as gravity fed, and it takes a little bit longer to do what you want to do. You're filling up you know containers and watering your flowers, um, but you know it's nice to spend time in the garden with a watering can. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot of people a lot of people are spending more time in their their gardens right now. Um, you know. It's May. It's beautiful out. Everything's growing, and people are very interested in, in seeing uh, their garden and, and improving it. And so this is this ties in really well. This was the reason why we launched this campaign um, in May was because it really is gardening season, Mother's Day. Yep, um, that's why I wanted to talk to you about this time. So I'm like, this is what people are thinking about, and this is the time to get yeah. out, and make this stuff happen. Yeah, and you truly have a green thumb. In the Northwest, yeah, you do. It's mossy. Um, yeah, and this, and we're um, we're gonna go to break again in just a second. David, for those of you out there listening, David was great. We weren't gonna have enough to talk about in an hour, but it's always amazing how quickly it goes. Um, but uh, Stewardship Partners also has a number of other initiatives that we're going to get dive into for the last segment of the show. But we can talk about a few of those here because um, again. 
working with our own gardens is, is, is one little piece of the puzzle. I mean, and it's actually a big piece of the puzzle because there's a lot of gardens, there's a lot, a lot of homes, there's a lot of roofs and surfaces that uh, would benefit from being turned into uh, rain gardens and uh, cisterns being applied to them. But um, you also have uh, these programs, uh, you have the Snoqualmie, um, oh my goodness. Uh, it's Snoqualmie the, Stewardship. Thank you, Snoqualmie Stewardship. I used to work for stewardship partners out there. I should remember these things, but I forgot. Um, and you have the Salmon Safe program that you support, um, which is actually uh, an initiative that is, is Northwest wide. And then you also have the Feast on the Farm, which is a, a really fun annual event that uh, is something that I want to be able to dive in and share with people in just a minute. Um, all sorts of ways you can get involved. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's just ways we can live our lives and live, live a little bit more lightly as we do it. And so with that, uh, we are about to go to break here. This is the sustainability sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre, We're talking to David Berger from Stewardship Partners, who is sharing about his new rainchangers.org campaign. And uh, we will be back in just a moment. This day is done. Hey, neighbor, I was just swimming up the waterfalls cascading down your new pool. What, you never seen a talking fish before? I have not. I'm Sal the Salmon. Give me a fin bump. How did you get in my basement? I live in the Sound. I've been living next to you my whole life, and it's finally paying off. Now I can enjoy your amazing new indoor pool. You're in my basement. Really? It flooded. Huh. Again. Oh. Well, this is terrible. You need a rain garden. A what garden? A rain garden. Rain gardens and cisterns can clean and manage rain runoff, diverting water away from this thing you call a basement. You can use this cistern to water your lawn, lower your water bills. Best of all, you may be eligible for money back from the city or county. They're literally paying you to save your own basement. How do I get that deal? All you gotta do is visit rainchanges.org today. They'll see if you're eligible, set you up with a contractor, the whole nine fathoms. Oh, thanks. Now I gotta go. You got a fish ladder I could borrow? Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Are you planning your next move? We know it can be stressful, but at a swift move, you can relax and leave the work to us. You can put your mind at ease that your personal items will be safe throughout the entire moving process. To get a free quote from licensed professionals so you can compare and save, call us at 425-309-0577. That's 425-309-0577. So make your next move a swift one and give us a call. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. Take a walk to the nearest water session. Remember your place. Good morning. 
this is the sustainability sessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayer. Sometimes I have a hard time saying the name of my own radio program. Um, we are coming to you from Seattle today and uh, talking to David Berger with Stewardship Partners. Uh, he is the executive director of that lovely organization where they provide people with a variety of practical and tangible ways to get involved with protecting our local environment whether it be at your home, business, uh, through volunteering, through various events that they host and coordinate. And David, we were just talking a second ago that you wanted to share about the, the origins of Stewardship Partners and the unique approach that you take uh, to getting people involved uh, in protecting Puget Sound and uh, taking care of our region. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd just start off with, you know, coming back from uh, Colorado, where I went to college, and moving out to back to Seattle, um, sort of volunteering for an organization called Mid Sound Fisheries Enhancement Group, and you know the what I was taught in school was that it, you know you you use laws and you use a stick to get landowners that aren't doing the right thing to do the right thing, mm -hmm. and uh, working working um, with landowners. Um, and trying to to get cows out of the, the stream and plant trees that the stick was not the way to go mm -hmm. that it was uh it was about building trust and connecting with uh those landowners and um if needed you could use utilize an incentive to encourage them to to do it uh, but that a lot of these landowners had been kind of pushed around and told different things and had been turned off by uh, not really feeling like there was a partner that they could trust um, to 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 do the stewardship that they actually knew how to do. That they their livelihoods depended on the health of their land. Um, in the case of farmers, uh, and and uh, so that was really kind of my the way I got involved in this work. Um, and uh, your dad was one of one of my big heroes, John Sayer, uh, who worked um, at another organization and really kind of uh, helped me kind of figure out how to work in this community. Mm -hmm. um, so yep. I, I always talk about your dad. I had to bring him up because he's awesome. Uh, I was about so, to, you didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he, uh, so, a little bit as well. So working kind of from that approach, you know, um, was very effective. Mm -hmm. And uh, when this job came up in May of 2000, uh, this it was just getting started it was basically myself and a laptop but it was really about the approach utilizing what i had learned and what the founder chris bailey uh saw in a vision for the organization that filled filled a niche on a broader scale mm -hmm. and um that's really about creating you know people-based solutions to engage all kinds of people um to become caretakers of the land and water and um that's been a real effective way to go about this. It's helped to motivate um, different communities, motivate landowners to do things uh, and, and partner together. And um, I think we, we, we're really proud of what we've been able to accomplish so far, but we've got so much more work to do um, in the next 20 years. Yep, and, uh, and I, just to echo, echo that sentiment is that we have to find ways to make these things doable uh we want people to there is often often space for there to be rules and to be guidelines but if we don't get people involved and actively engaged in how we live on this land in a way that makes it sustainable for everybody then we're, we're not going to get there and the good thing is that there are a variety of things that we can do that are easy to incorporate into our day-to-day -day lives such as what you're doing as stewardship partners that makes a really big difference and so let's talk, um, we've been talking about uh, this great new initiative, rainchangers.org, and you're gonna be able to see that all over social media, um, billboards, bus sides, uh, really cool radio ads. We just listened to a little snippet uh, with uh, Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam speaking as um, the, the one human in a very animal-centric radio campaign. You'll have, to listen. You'll have to listen to learn more about those other animals. And, um, but with, that's just one initiative uh, of many that Stewardship Partners has been um, ushering forward for many years. And let's let's go into a few of those. Um, 
just given the time of the year, I know, David, that you're working on the, the Feast of the Farm, Feast on the Farm. Tell us a little bit about that and the Salmon Safe program that that um, involves, and also the um, Snoqualmie Stewardship Program that that involves. And why don't I start with uh, the Snoqualmie Stewardship Program, okay, which great. Um, uh, the Snoqualmie Valley, which is 30 miles uh, east of Seattle, really the breadbasket of this area, um, amazing, amazing recreational opportunities, uh, farms uh, abound, um, sustainable farms. And Stewardship Partners really got started out there working with one farm and created this program uh, that works with, you know, over 30, 40 farms doing habitat restoration work. What is that? That's removing invasives, uh, plants and planting natives and creating a forest, forested corridor, a riparian area along the river. And we have a full-time restoration crew that are out there every day working hard to do that. And then we have volunteer events where people come out and, and can, can get involved. Um, and that, those are constructed up again this fall, correct? That's right. And so we have the Adopt a Buffer program where we have companies and organizations and, and groups of people that come out and they adopt a section of the river at a farm and remove the, remove the invasive, plant the trees, come back, see, that, see their forest growing, maintain it, have a picnic, meet the farmer, um, get produce. Uh, it is a great way to connect with, with what we have in our backyard. Uh, so you can find all that stuff at stewardshippartners.org, ways to get involved uh, with the Snoqualmie Stewardship Program. We've restored upwards of 20 miles of river habitat. Uh, it is the, uh, the largest wild salmon um, river in the mid-Puget Sound area, uh, and it is a treasure for everybody to go see and be a part of and to support. And so... Those farms are, are growing, um, growing amazing food that we're all eating here from farmers markets and, and, and grocery stores. And one of the things we did at the beginning was realizing that the most important critical Chinook salmon, endangered Chinook salmon habitat was adjacent to these farms along the river, was that we needed to work with these farms and we needed to provide habitat for, for, the, for the salmon. We wanted to protect the farmland. And we wanted to encourage uh, uh, the farmers to adopt uh, sustainable practices. We came across the Salmon Safe Eco Label out of Portland, Oregon, and brought it up to Washington in 2004 and certified the first four farms in Washington in the Snoqualmie Valley. The Salmon Safe is a third-party certification program uh, that certifies a landowner for their practices to protect water quality and habitat looking at uh, native biodiversity, making sure animals are fenced out from streams, um, that there's no chemicals being used, and that they're irrigating efficiently. Those are kind of the main, the core kind of components of that. And to date, there's over 100 farms and vineyards in Washington State alone. Um, you've got, you know, really started with vineyards down in Oregon. So there's a lot of vineyards and farms, and then it, it grew into some other areas, um, residential development, corporate and university campuses, uh, airports, SeaTac Airport and Vancouver Airport is a Salmon Safe certified, um, golf courses, uh, we have some golf courses that are certified as well. And, and so it's they're really all, although they're not all growing food, their practices are conserving water, protecting soil, not using uh, excessive chemicals and ha having a buffer along uh, waterways. So again, it's just incorporating these responsible practices into doing the things that we do and this and if people are interested in this they can go to salmonsafe.org right to go check out and That's, yeah you, you want to find out about all those different sectors you go there if you want to find about getting involved with salmon safe in in Puget Sound related to, to the farming farms and vineyards check us out um, and it, it, it lets you we have a we have a map on our website that that you can it's a cl clickable map that shows you all the farms that are uh, salmon safe and you can support them a uh, couple farms that people may recognize uh, draper valley um chicken mm -hmm. all their their chicken under the ranger um roxy brand are are certified salmon safe um farms like full circle farm um and um a lot of flower growers the seattle uh, wholesale flower growers association and the growers that work with them 
are certified. So yeah, there's there's you know, Fresh Breeze Dairy, their their milk and their products. Um, so you've got everything available. And um, so going back to kind of uh, the beginning when you said talk a little bit about Feast on the Farm, um, this was put together about 10 years ago um, to celebrate uh, all this food and all this stewardship from landowners and to connect people from Seattle and other urban areas with all this that's happening and how they can support it. Um, so we we have 250 people uh, come out to the farm and we have, you know, we have amazing local chefs here in the Seattle area and we want we really want to support them now and into the future future of course and we've, we've been supporting them and they've been fantastic support for this for this organization so um <clears throat> we have a, a local chef local chef get involved and and um a local musician and we raise lots of money for stewardship and um uh, have the farmers speak and it's a great evening so this year it's on october 2nd uh, because of covid we will be delivering um, meal kits to everybody that wants to get involved um, so you can go to Stewardship Partners or feastonthefarm.org and sign up uh, for this year's Feast on the Farm. So to, let me get that right. So if you signed up for Feast on the Farm, you're going to be supporting all of this great work. You're supporting the, the farmers that are doing the habitat restoration. You're supporting this eco label, and you get this delicious, locally you know, prepared for, by a chef meal delivered to your home. And then you get a watch on video, some really awesome local musician while you're eating your food. And you get a bottle of wine, too. And a bottle of wine. I mean, again, Stewardship Partners has a lot of really great ways to engage in conservation. Seriously, this is one of the best. It's a win-win-win <laughs> it's a, it's a for everybody. Um, David, we are, we are getting into our last four minutes of the show, so I just want to um, – I'm going to circle back on a couple of things, and I want to make sure that I hit on, on your high points here. The, the latest initiative from Stewardship Partners, again, you can find out more about Stewardship Partners by going to stewardshippartners.org. They have this great new campaign all about uh, sharing resources for whether it's your home, whether it's your business, whether it's um, a public space like a school or a church. There are resources available in uh, all, all around Puget Sound, but um, in this for this campaign, mainly Seattle and King County to get rain gardens, get green infrastructure, money, training, experts, and rainchangers.org is the one-stop shop place to go to learn about all of that. And people should be looking for these uh, cute little animal-based campaigns, bus sides, radio ads, billboards, social media, and uh, get, learn how you can get involved to uh, clean up Puget Sound through uh, rain gardens and other green infrastructure. And then Stewardship Partners has a bunch of other fabulous programs. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, so we talked about habitat restoration and we talked about adopt a buffer. Let's hit on just, we've got a, just a couple minutes left. So adopt a buffer, let's, you did talk about that a bit, but if somebody wanted to adopt a buffer, what would they do? Well, they'd reach out to Stewardship Partners. Um, Chris LaPointe here is the, the program manager for that. Uh, but give an example, uh, Duke's Restaurant, um, they come out as an entire team, uh, 30 of them, all the managers and, and co-workers come out, and they've been coming out every year for the last you know five years. So their little buffer is not so little anymore. And they have a great time. This is a, this is, we had Northbound come out, and it was the first time that these, these workers, uh, these co-workers uh, met each, each other in person. Uh, and it's, so it's a, it's a great community event. It's a way to, to connect and learn so much and, and, and building, and, and, and building uh, bridges and connecting and, and making a difference. And that's what we want to do. And we want to see people smile and feel like uh, that they can be part of the solution. That is absolutely awesome. Well, David, I appreciate uh, you taking your morning to talk with us about how we can all get involved in protecting Puget Sound and being a guest on my little radio program here, the Sustainability Session. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. We have been talking with David Berger of Stewardship Partners, talking about the 
Rain Changers campaign at uh, rainchangers.org. Oh, and I also want to shout out really quickly the Northwest Eco Building Guild, since we always want to pay homage to them. Their next workshop is May 26th, and it's the code reality. We're going to learn how to understand code and policy. With that, um, we are going to wrap up. This is the Sustainability Sessions. I'm Rebecca Sayre, your host. Have a great day.
Sun.